and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Someone's going to get some satisfaction because it's time. The hottest ticket in town. All right, it's time for our hottest ticket qualifier. If your name is Ryan Brainerd from Surprise, if you are Ryan Brainerd from Surprise, you have 10 minutes to call 602-277-5827 to qualify for a chance to win tickets to Game 1 this Sunday. See the Suns' playoff debut against the Clippers. If you're Ryan Brainerd, you call. If he doesn't call in 10 minutes, someone else is going to take his place, so just keep listening. If you want to join this contest, just text the word TICKET to 411923 and good luck to Ryan Brainerd. All right, again, that number, let's just do it. 2602-277-5827. Ryan Brainerd, you got 10 minutes to call. Um, I think this is a cool contest. Someone's going to win game one tickets. I think that's awesome. Uh, did you hear this comes up at 1120? But before we get there, um, Representative Liz Harris, I, I've talked about this a couple of times today because I think this is a major story. Um, if I want to go out, uh, if I'm just, if I'm not in this job working for this company, let's just go in the court of public opinion, not anything to do with a legislative body, just me. I don't have this job. I'm an electrician like I was my whole life. Nobody really knows me. I've got my social media circles, and I decide I'm going to jump on social media, and I'm going to rip into a profanely laced tirade about one topic or another. Nobody cares. If it's outrageous enough, it might go a little bit viral and or whatever. But largely, nobody cares. If I, in this position, come on the air on this radio station, and even if I'm not necessarily profanity-laden, I don't ra- rage into something, I'm representing a lot more people in this building. And that comes with the way it is. If you are if you are someone that works for a company and you do something versus the person that owns the company, there's some responsibility that comes with this. When you're elected to the Arizona State Legislature and you're doing things in an official capacity, it matters. You've got to know the room. As a candidate, the representative Liz Harris brought testimony into a joint hearing about elections and allowed someone to make testimony that laid out some outrageous accusations against leadership of both political parties. But our governor was one of them. Our secretary of state was another. There were judges. There were all kinds of people. I think the mayor of Mesa, who's a Republican, was listed. Um, Other people were listed as people in bed with the cartels, laundering money, fake deeds for homes, crazy accusations with absolutely no foundation in truth. There was no proof offered, just accusations. Leadership from both the Senate and the House of Representatives said they did not know this was going to happen. So the House Ethics Committee did an investigation and they found that A, she knew that this was going to happen, at least a new in, in, in principle what was going to be said. And she damaged the integrity of the House of Representatives. Now, they are talking about punishment up to um, and maybe up to expulsion. I think this is what I think. I think they're going to move to expel her. I don't know if it's going to happen. But I, I just I would guess that this is a this is enough of a big deal. And here's why I think that might be true. We know the Democrats are on board. 
And I would say that all of the Democrats will probably be on board with expulsion. So I think they need 11 Republicans on board with expelling her to get to the two-thirds majority. Um, I think there will be a large number because this crosses the lines of the election denial because there have been you know sides chosen. You are, you are someone that believes the election was stolen or you don't, and you're on opposite sides of this issue. But I think members of the House of Representatives understand that um, this damages – election deniers. And I'm not using that as an accusatory. I say election deniers as an identifier. I'm not insulting anyone. They understand that this damages their message. That if you truly believe that the election was stolen in 2020 and in 2022, um, this kind of messaging and this kind of an attack in a legislative uh, capacity damages your message. And something has to be done about it. So I don't know... um, uh, I don't know um, when this is uh, going to happen, but if it were me guessing, I would think that the Republicans have bigger fish to fry in dealing with a Democrat governor and dealing with some of the issues that they want to move forward on. She has also not made any friends because when she came into the body, she said, I am not voting on any bill, even brought forth by my Republican friends. I'm not voting on anything until we swap and we change out the election. Her words. That's what she said. So she has already been a disruptor in that regard, not working with anybody, not saying she's going to do anything. But I'll tell you the other part of this, and I do not know Representative Harris at all. Um, I could pick her out of a lineup because I've been in a room with her and I've seen her picture. I've never had a conversation with her, at least as far as I remember. I've never even spoken with her. But – I just think she's mission driven. I think she is a one issue person. I think she ran for this office on election denial and that she was going to change the election, which she does not have the ability to do. She told voters that she was going to change the election results, which she cannot do. And unless somebody else joins her, I think she's happy just disrupting everything. Um, And so I don't mean this as a, a criticism. I mean, it is an observation. I just think I just think she is more focused on the election than anything else in that body, and it's hurt her in trying to get anything done because we all know that you can be someone that supports a cause or an issue. For me, you know, education over the last few years has been something that I focused on quite a bit. I've even gone down and, and, and offered my comments in, in the public comment period at a, at a legislative hearing. But if all I did was come on and talk about education, I, you know, if that's the only thing I did, I don't know that that would be okay with the bosses. There's a lot more going on around us. Um, and so I just think that this may be moving toward healing. Um, I am not saying that people that firmly believe that the election was stolen don't deserve their voices to be heard. They absolutely do. That's the thing. You know, I don't agree with it. I have been very clear. I don't believe looking at the totality of the evidence and the number of people that are involved. I don't believe the election was stolen. And I will say to you, and I mean this very respectfully, there would have to be far too many people involved in a conspiracy to keep it quiet to have done what they say has happened. That's just my belief. Um, But I also have very many friends who firmly believe that they've pulled it off and they have a right to that opinion and they have a right to argue that opinion. What you don't have a right to do is bring in testimony that makes outrageous, felonious accusations against political opponents on an issue. And that's what happened here. I think a line was crossed. I think it was crossed and never 
taken back. I've not heard a humble apology, nor has anyone else, from Representative Harris. And I think in the end, it's going to hurt her. And so that I think that's where we stand. Um, so uh, coming up in a moment, we do something called Did You Hear This? We'll do it here coming up here in just a moment. So stick around for it. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Let's get you caught up on this busy news day. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. A new consumer price index report on inflation numbers came out this morning, and while inflation slowed slightly, many prices on goods and services remain high. Airfares up 18%, electricity up 10%, groceries and rent also higher, especially for some of those staples like milk, cereal, and butter. Now gas prices, though, are ticking up again after months of relief. Is lowering inflation out of the Federal Reserve's reach? I don't know. That's the issue here is how far do you have to uh, crash the economy to slow down inflation? And that's I'm using words now that I think are realistic. How much do you have to slow this economy down, which means layoffs so that people can't spend money in order to slow this inflation down? That is the burning question. And for a lot of people, it's going to be painful. I don't know if we're seeing what the Fed is done so far. They were hoping for better numbers so that they could slow down their interest rate hikes. But how much higher are they going to have to go? How much more difficult is it going to be to borrow money? Slowing things down and it's going to hurt working people first. Those numbers don't lie and it's very, very scary. Arizona Christian University has filed a lawsuit against the Washington Elementary School District, claiming religious discrimination, accusing school board members of ending its relationship with ACU based on its religious beliefs. ACU's attorney, David Cortman, explains ACU's case. So we're not here about a disputed contract. It's not about that at all. We're not even here about what the contract should look like. The point is, is that when you terminate a contract for an unconstitutional reason, when you do so because you say, I don't like what your beliefs are, so I'm not... I don't have a legal relationship with you. That's discrimination. Is this religious discrimination? Yeah, it is, it, it is a prime example of discrimination. But more than anything else, even if ACU doesn't win this lawsuit, they should win in the court of public opinion. Because the Washington Elementary School District's opinion is that the bigots at ACU don't believe that marriage is between anything but a man and a woman. Meaning that they don't support gay marriage, therefore they're bigots. Well, the funny thing about this is those bigoted people that sign that profession or statement of faith are the ones that have been going into that elementary school district that all of those heathens, as you say they are calling you, and doing their job without talking about sexuality or marriage. That's the key to this for everybody to know. That's, there's not been an issue. The Washington Elementary School District is not saying that these students are going into the public schools and espousing their re- religious beliefs. They don't like what they believe. Not what they're espousing. They don't what they like what they believe. So, who's the bigots here? In the court of public opinion, who are the bigots? You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to catch you up on the headlines. Queen Creek Police Chief Randy Bryce joined you this morning to discuss the new multi-million dollar expansion to the police department. Chief Bryce explains that he wants to keep pace with the growth of Queen Creek to better serve the community's needs. We have put together a very aggressive plan, not only from a staffing perspective, but from a infrastructure perspective. So we, we have a great plan in place that's going to take us through the next 10 to 20 years, but really aggressively over the next five. What did you think of 
Township Chief Bryce's recruitment message to prospective officers. I, I like the idea. I like what he's saying because here you have an opportunity, and if I were him, and this sounds like what he's doing, is he is going out to the community of officers that are already sworn officers. They call them lateral moves, where you are going out and seeking experience from other agencies, and you are saying to them, you can be a part of establishing the culture of a police department. There are many police officers that enter a culture or are brought in to change a culture. In this case, you're going to establish the culture and the standard. And a lot of people think that's attractive in policing, along with bringing in the new officers that will also be the foundation of growth in Queen Creek. I thought it was an interesting conversation with him, and I wish him nothing but success. The Arizona House Ethics Committee found that Republican Representative Liz Harris violated chamber rules by allowing wide-ranging bribery accusations to be made during a hearing on election reforms. Arizona's family, Elliot Polakoff, explains what could be next for Representative Harris. All 60 members of the House must now decide whether Harris will face any punishment for her actions, and if so, what that punishment will be. Saul Hamilton mentioned removal from the election committee and even expulsion as potential punishments. What do you think will happen? I think, without a doubt, removal from the election committee is going to happen. I would not be surprised by expulsion. Um, You know, it takes two-thirds, and when you do the numbers, if every Democrat in the House of Representatives votes to expel her, it will only take 11 Republicans to get to that two-thirds majority. So I don't think that's a big stretch. I think it would send a message, and I think it might be the message that they want to send that we, you know, you can't bring that kind of testimony into a hearing. So I would say definitely she's going to be thrown off a committee, but I wouldn't say expulsion is out of the question. All right, here's what we're going to do. Um, we just found out, we didn't hear from Brainerd, did we? We did not hear from Ryan Brainerd in time. So here's the deal. If you want to uh, qualify for the tickets, now you're not going to win the tickets by calling. You're going to be one of our qualifiers to win game one tickets. Just be caller number five, caller number five to 602-277-5827. Caller number five, 602-277-5827. And if you want to uh, be on the list for qualifiers to have your name called at four or at or at eleven or at four, uh, text the word "ticket" to four one one ninety two three. Coming up in a moment, fifty eight percent of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. More on our economy in depth next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right, we've got this great contest that's going on right now where people are able to qualify for first game tickets, Suns versus Clippers. It's the biggest ticket in town. Uh, We had someone that had 10 minutes to call because they've already qualified. You want to get on that list where you could hear your name at 11 a.m. or 4 p.m. in those hours on these shows. Uh, You just text the word ticket to 411923. But if that person doesn't call within the 10 minutes, we open the phones, and we've done that. And congratulations goes to Kim Aries. She is our first qualifier. She is now on the list. One name will be drawn to win Suns tickets versus the Clippers. And uh, good luck. To, good luck. To, I hope somebody that calls this show wins. Forget Gatos and Chad. This should be a, should be a broomhead listener that wins those tickets. Um, anyway, congratulations to Kim. Uh, we were talking about the economy earlier, and I kind of get off on these on these side trails. But um, I've been fortunate in my life. Um, 
that I lived through some very good times in economies. Uh, 1985, I was 18 years old is when I started in the trades. That was when Reaganomics really took off and the economy really started roaring forward. And so I was at a time I was wiring houses, which I think is still the best way to learn basic electrical skills in everything from circuitry to, you know, all the stuff you need to know at the very basics is best learn in wiring a house. And I went on to bigger and better things as the years went on. But I, I was the beneficiary of a good wave in the economy and construction in the southeastern United States, specifically southwest Florida where I grew up. Um, and then I moved to Arizona in 1995 with 10 years experience under my belt. I was a very good accomplished electrician at that time, came to work out here in Arizona and got another taste of a lot more industrial and commercial work, expanded my skills in a very good booming economy in Arizona. Um, the one time I faced a downturn, unfortunately for me, was when I owned the business. So I have been through both booms and busts. And you learn lessons in both. And now I wish I could go back in my business days to the good days. I would handle money differently. I would see money differently. Um, but when you look at the statistics that say 58% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and 70% of Americans say that they are feeling financial stress – and it's getting worse. It's not getting better yet. They're saying it's – and I want to be clear on this. It's getting worse at a slower pace. That's good news. I'll be honest. That's it's better than what you want to hear going the other way. But some of the key factors in inflation, groceries up 10.3% on online grocery stores, 10.3% increase in those costs. Gas is going up again. The price of fuel is continuing to increase. Um, you know, here in Arizona, we've got these extremely high gas prices. Uh, I also have highest inflation in the country. We've got the list where cities uh, – this is from uh, Wallet News or Wallet Hub, I should say – Cities where inflation is rising the most. Um, number three is Phoenix, Mesa, Scottsdale, Arizona, with uh, a consumer price index change latest month, latest month from one year ago. We are still at eight and a half percent inflation. Eight and a half percent. Um, that's way too high. And there are ways to address this. I do know that the legislature wants to work on, on, on accessible housing. And to me, when you talk about affordable housing, it's accessible housing. There has got to be a way for people to do these things. But I will tell you that just arbitrarily, arbitrarily raising wages doesn't do it. There needs to be people that are motivated to make changes. And let me explain to you. I was kicking around at 18 years old doing not much of anything. I love the restaurant industry. If I could own a restaurant and make it successful, I would. But uh, you know the old adage in a restaurant is you know how you make a million dollars in a restaurant? You start with two million. So that scares me in, in investing in a restaurant. But I would – I'll be very honest with you. When I'm done with this career, I, I, there's a big part of me that says I'm going to culinary school and you're going to find me working in one of your favorite restaurants someday because I just love the work. But I was kicking around not doing much of anything, working in a gas station and some other stuff when I got an opportunity in a trade. And then through no brilliance of my own, I liked it, was good at it, and I just wanted to keep doing it and be as good as I could. So going to schools and training and becoming a certifi certified journeyman electrician and a master electrician, um, I did all of that and ended up with business ownership. So I would say to everyone out there, if you really want to make your way in life, sometimes what you love to do isn't what you need to do.
Sometimes you have to say, I'm going to work and do the things I have to do, do the things I love for free until doing what I love pays me enough. I'll be honest. I, I, I'm going to talk. I call it divine intervention, but you got to believe what you believe. I didn't know anything about radio when I started. And my radio career began to take off as my business was ending because of the crunch in the economy. And what I figured out was what I love to do, which is this started to pay the bills. And I was able to transition into this career. I'm very blessed for that. But I was always willing. The times when I was starting in radio, when I was doing Saturday and Sunday, when I was filling in for all of the winter holiday, where there was times when I was on the air 20 days in a row without a break, plus running a business, plus teaching at a church, because I wanted to do what I love to do so much, and I did it for almost nothing. Um, And if people would look at the world that way, I think we'd be better off. There's a lot of opportunity in Arizona. They're going to need skilled labor. The CTEDs here, you know, if you live in the East Valley, the East Valley Institute of Technology, if you live in the West Valley, West Mech, but the adult ed programs that allow people that want to go back and get a career, pick one, auto mechanics, diesel mechanics, auto body repair, um, all of the classic trades, broadcasting, culinary school, you name it. There are places out there you can go to learn a new skill at night while you're still doing your job to feed your family. And I think when it comes to what's going on in the economy, sometimes I'm one of them. I got paralyzed by fear. When I realized my business was going under, I was so afraid I couldn't sleep at night. I look back at that time in my life, and it really was the best thing that ever happened to me. Easy to say now, but when I was going through it, man, it was terrifying. So for all the people out there looking at the economy saying, you know, we are doing what we're supposed to do. We work every day. We don't take time off. We don't waste money. We don't run up credit cards. We're doing what we're supposed to do, and the the more we go forward, the more behind we get. And so I'm hoping that this inflation turns. A couple of things to point out. Um, I want you to understand when I am critical of the administration, it's because I think their policies are tone deaf. Let me give you an example. I just talked about fuel prices going through the roof and all of these other expenses going on. Um, Biden unveils toughest ever car emissions rules in a bid to force electric vehicle purchases. How many of you out there have the money to purchase a new electric vehicle? And then the charging station and have that installed in your home. How many of you live in a multifamily dwelling like an apartment complex or a condominium complex where they don't have charging stations yet? This is the kind of, you know, we're going to we're going to force all of these climate change ideas on people. And and I'm just telling you, it can be disastrous. And the idea that in the current economic climate that we were in, this continuous push to jam this agenda down people's throats when it's average Americans. Let's be honest, this president and his political party claim to be the party of the working class. They want the working class to become the middle class, and they believe the middle class needs to be expanded, and they need to do this by punishing the rich, but their policies are punishing the working class. That is what's happening. You don't want to recognize it. That's on you, but there's a large part of this country that sees that's exactly what's happening exactly what's happening all right we're going to finish off talking about a couple of things that were big stories today one down at the state legislature and another involving education all of it's coming up next
values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. You missed your chance. I figured during the uh, all this discussion today that we'd have some karma chameleon or something else from Boy George and the Culture Club. Yes. Uh, well, we played Harry Styles earlier, but I don't think you noticed. It. I listen. I told you I am. So here's how, Julia. You got to help me out here because, and this is where I'm going to need your help. If it happened before 1995, okay, movie, music, pretty good chance I can name most of it. If it happened after 1995, there's a pretty good chance. I'm going to tell you a real story. Can I tell it real quick? Um, So I was in the studio uh, doing mornings somewhere else, and there was this audio of, um, of somebody ripping former President Trump. I mean just shredding the former president. And it was a woman shredding him. And I said to my producer at the time, I said, who is that? And he said, that's Cardi B. And I said, is she famous? (laughs) And he laughed like you're laughing. He said, she is the number one hip hop artist in the world right now. And I honestly said, never heard of her. Well, I don't think she's your style of music. But it doesn't matter. But that's how out of if you're the number one in anything, I should probably know at least who you are. Fair enough. No clue who she was. That's hilarious. So when it comes to pop culture, nope, not a clue. Um, We were talking earlier about this pop culture war, the culture war that's going on. Uh, Yesterday I said it. I'll say it again today. Um, There is a reason why the culture war is happening. This is not about Bud Light and what they put on a beer can. Um, Because let's be honest, when you look at Coors and other uh, companies, they're doing the same thing to a certain extent where they have some kind of a campaign where they are catering to the LGBTQ community. No one cares. Um, And nobody cared before. It's the in-your-face stuff the other way. When the Washington Elementary School District unceremoniously ends a contract with Arizona Christian University to have their education students in their classrooms because Arizona Christian has a statement of faith that says we believe marriage is between a man and a woman. Therefore, you're going to exclude all of their education students from your classrooms. That's when you get this kind of pushback. And I just wish that people looked at it more fairly. Who is being the bigots in this case? I went down the list. I've been ranting about this for two days now. You know, in my generation, I'm going to defend my generation. All of us old, bigoted people that are so close-minded. Remember, we had David Bowie. We had Freddie Mercury. We still have Rob Halford from Judas Priest. We still, uh, Boy George, who was huge with Boy George and the Culture Club. George Michael from Wham. Go down the laundry list. Continue the laundry list of people in my generation. Go and look up Boy George. Now, it's funny because we were talking about culture. Julia didn't have any idea who Boy George and the Culture Club was. But if you go and look him up, it was a man that dressed in drag. um, And he was very openly gay. And... He was beloved. His music was number one in the charts a lot. He was a huge uh, artist. Um, and so all of this was kind of how it was all done. I'll tell you what we got to do very, very quickly. I got to get it over to Jeff Munn for breaking news. KTAR breaking news alert. 
This just into the KTAR News Center, the Arizona House of Representatives has just voted to expel Republican Representative Liz Harris for violating House rules and for ethics violations. The State House Ethics Committee found Harris violated chamber rules by allowing wide-ranging bribery accusations during a February hearing about election reforms. The report points to a hearing organized by Harris where a Scottsdale resident accused politicians and public officials of taking bribes from a Mexican drug cartel. Liz Harris was not on the House floor as her colleagues voted her out. Once again, Representative Liz Harris has just been voted out by the Arizona House of Representatives for violating House rules and for ethics violations. We'll have more on this breaking news coming up in less than five minutes in the KTAR Noon News Expansion. Get breaking news notifications right to your phone by downloading the KTAR News app. And for more, go to KTAR.com. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Big news, a vote of 46 to 13. So well above the two-thirds majority that was needed. Liz Harris was not there, Representative Harris. But the, now the vote in the House of Representatives and the state legislature to expel one of their own for what happened in that testimony. What message will this send? And I think this is going to be big news as it ripples across the state of Arizona. Now what happens is the county board of supervisors will appoint someone, a Republican, to fill that seat for the rest of the term. And then we'll obviously have an election uh, beyond that. But big news here. That's why another reason to download the KTAR News app. You'll be notified on the app when breaking news like this happens. If it's happening on the air, you'll have a link. And if it's happening online, you'll have a link to the website. Um, So this is big news. And I think that, um, you know, I think it was the right thing to do. I I think we needed a fresh start after what happened. This went well beyond what decorum allows. There were accusations that were unfounded of major felonies against political leaders. And something had to be done. So the Arizona legislature once again voting 46 to 13 to expel representative liz harris all right uh we'll be back tomorrow uh social media users at broomhead ktar is me on twitter at broomhead show update you on the show goings and mike broomhead all one word on instagram those are the ways you can find me between shows if you'd like to make a comment or interact we'd love that i'll be back tomorrow morning starting just about eight o'clock or a little bit after that until then have a great day everyone god bless We'll